0: To blast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm your host, Angelo, and joining me to put a bit of tinsel on the horrific start to this festive period is Diddley. Diddley, how are you, mate? Uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> is that the, uh, the height of your excitement during this? Oh, uh, oh
1: yes
0: this uh this yeah it's like the Grinch has come and stolen Arsenal's festive joy Uh, we'll get onto that in a moment anyway Uh, listeners don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram Diddly in case we have new listeners that are yet to follow us on social media what is the handle they need to look for
1: I'm sure we have, Angelo, being as we're everyone's fourth favourite podcast about Arsenal Football Club. We are at Blast Arsenal Pod.
0: That's it. That's the one. Uh, And you know what? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts today, why not give us an early Christmas present and leave us a rating and review? Uh, It won't do anything for us, but it will give us that warm feeling inside that the Red Half of North London are struggling to do for us at the moment uh diddly so before we get into football how are you feeling generally mate obviously we've just had the sad news that everyone's pretty much gone into lockdown in the southeast which obviously yeah, includes in, arsenal yeah um you know no Two fans four, can, yeah that's it no fans can uh can, can go to the emirates now can they
1: no they can't no um yeah yesterday they were uh in full effect at Goodison Park, um, I thought they made quite a bit of noise. Do you think it makes a difference? Yeah, or will, well, will make a difference?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I think Arsenal will will suffer from uh, going away, and fans, you know, that are not uh, sorry fans that are able to go to stadiums will make the difference. Uh, you know, the, the the day, fans are called the 12th man for a reason. They they do somehow drive the team on and, and, you know, suck the ball into the net, which is a phrase that's used a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I have to say, I do think it won't make uh, a slight bit of difference, the fact that our fans are not there, because they're, you know, quiet as anything anyway. It's, it's very rare that the Emirates actually gets quite rowdy, I think. So... Uh, I'm I'm not sure opposing fans are ever sorry, opposing teams are ever uh concerned about coming to the Emirates because of a hostile atmosphere. Mm. So uh, I think we only lose lose in this situation, you know?
1: Uh yeah. I have to agree it's it's far too comfortable, isn't it, at the Emirates. Yeah. Just have a nice time. Sometimes you barely get wet, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah decent seats it's uh it would have been nice to that they put some sort of sort of standing stand, in, stand in there for supporters to go and and you know stand and sing and be safe but uh yeah we've got to deal with with how it is uh it's not going to change is it for, for a long time so no uh I mean, I thought when they came back in the 2000 uh, did a did a fair bit of noise, made a you know a bit of noise uh, during the Europa League game because uh, it was the um, first game back, wasn't it? It was, and I believe that they had to obviously go out, and, you know, go online and and queue and and get those tickets for that. Whereas mm. uh, the league game the other week. Germany. against Burnley I believe yeah they uh they were just chosen at random through a balloting process and you know maybe they didn't want to be there a Sunday night cold wet yeah it was quiet yeah
0: yeah absolutely was well we'll uh you know not a lot we can do about it we'll um we're at the mercy of Covid and the um, you know government officials that are telling us what to do, but at least football's still on. That's the main thing. I know it's it's crap that the fans can't can't get to the stadium, but at least football's still on for us to watch at home. And of course, over the festive period, they are thick and fast, aren't they? So we'll we'll come on to the upcoming fixtures in a moment and how they may uh, you know look to, to use maybe not happen fans there. The, the pressure of of fans, albeit two thousand of them. Maybe not having them there for Arsenal will be a bit of a blessing in disguise at the minute because uh, you know the way we're performing. It's uh, I mm-hmm. don't know. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Maybe the expectation of not having people there watching the city as it sounds because you're professional football players. It, it might come to uh, to be a, a benefit for us.
1: So it certainly uh, will for Willian
0: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> More on Willian surely. But before we get down to discussing the Everton game, which was uh, yesterday, uh, you know, in timely fashion, and as we do every week now, because of the fantastic listeners that we have,
1: you what time is it? It's uh, Tweet of the Week, mate. It is. Do you want... Sing that song, oh, go. On. Hit that Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Lovely. Right. This
0: week's tweet of the week comes from Gavin Binding, who's at Gavin Binding. Always like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Nice and simple, Gavin. Gav, I'm going to call you Gav. I feel like we're friends now. Um, so I put a tweet out yesterday, reactionary as ever on the back of the, uh, the loss to Everton. And the tweet was a genuine question. If Arteta is sacked, who would you like to take over? Gav says, my man. She's been isolated for a long old time now and getting out of the house would do her the world of good. (laughs) And Sky better have got her as a 10 to 1 joint favourite. So (laughs) it could happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now big Sam's out there running. That's it. Now he's at West Brom. Big, big none.
0: Oh, what are we going to do? I'm going to throw in a... uh, Thank you for that, Gav, by the way. Uh, I'm going to throw in a second
1: tweet of the week because I really liked this one.
0: <laughs> I wonder mate, if it's going to...
1: you're you are generous aren't you your I am, of the week? I am.
0: this is well, it's, a, it's Christmas come on you know the 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 UK's in a in a in a period of turmoil at the moment and I'm just doing everything I can to give the people something to be cheery about this could be you next week listeners you know tweets in this tweet comes from Jack who's at afc Jack 101 uh, and his tweet says Sobirous hasn't been the same since he shaved his head.
1: <laughs> oh, that's got you, hasn't
0: it? it has. I don't know why it made me laugh so much because uh, I have to be honest, when I saw him first. Oh, is that it? That's it. That's it. It just. It hasn't been, it's, it's, it's a brilliant observation by Jack. I agree with him. Sobirous hasn't been the same since he shaved his head. He's like Samson out of the uh, out of the Bible. You know what she calls that. Yeah. Isn't? Lost his strength, and I feel like Subios. Maybe that's true. Maybe jacked onto something there. Um, so thank you for that. There you go. Two tweets of the week, and more next week, hopefully. Um, now what, what? Again, feels like uh, the inevitable, and, we, and we've been doing this week after week after week. But I feel like I always start this section with, "That's enough of trying to deflect from from the bullshit that we need to talk about." Yeah. But Let's get down to business. What else, so, what else can you do? No, well, that's it. Even, yeah. That is it. What else can you do? Uh, now, obviously, we played Southampton midweek on Wednesday, and we can touch on that in a moment. But I think, um, you know, given it's uh, Sunday evening, this is going to be going out tonight. Uh, you know, we've recorded this podcast a day earlier than usual. Again, it's Christmas. We're trying to give people something uh, to be happy about. Uh, albeit it's discussing Arsenal's lack of form and, um, well, for want of a better phrase, crap results. Uh, so let's talk about the Everton game. Arsenal lost 2-1 to Everton uh, at Goodison Park. Uh, I think the only silver lining we can take from this is that, um, you know, Alex Iwobi didn't score because we seem to have a habit of letting next player score against us. Um, but other than that, it, it, um, it was another defeat. And I'm going to start this little section with some statistics, because I think I love a stat, I think you love a stat, and I think you love it when I surprise you with a stat, which is what I'm doing right now. Go on, stat, man. Hit me up. Thanks, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Arsenal have lost eight games in the league now this season. Two draws, and they've won four. Now, here's a little positive, I think, that we could try and take from this situation. Yeah. i the barrel more so than ever before. But of those eight losses five of those losses have been by a one goal margin mm. so it's not like we're getting smashed three four nil four no, two no. whatever, every week you know talking one nils two ones um so that that's kind of something that maybe we could touch on in a bit but it may be a you know if we're looking for something to cling on to in this desperate time that might be it
1: well, this is where we're at, I'm afraid. like Trying to find some sort of positive and, and that's it. Uh, that is one. Um, uh, something else I noticed today is Leicester have gone second in the yeah. league. Uh, they just beat Spurs 2-0. Yeah. Uh, they've lost five games. I do know.
0: Well, Leicester have lost five games and they're still...
1: Yeah. Uh, te- teams are losing games teams are dropping points um, you know look we don't look good at the minute and we don't look like we could win three on a bou- on the bounce but you know it is football anything can happen we could turn a corner we could win three in a row and automatically we're sort of back in, you know, in that top section top ten uh, and maybe people will calm down a bit yeah. yeah. And, and that's me, you know, I am clutching at straws here, but you gotta no, find right. some light right. in, in this darkness that as yeah. <laughs> an Arsenal fan.
0: Yeah, and the good news is we've got a nice easy game against Chelsea next. <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
1: So the first, the first and, and again another another ex uh, player could come back to haunt us. Yes, I imagine uh, that will happen.
0: That will happen. <laughs> I mean, look, as an Arsenal fan uh, of many, many, many years, naturally your uh, Saturdays and Sundays uh, are are spent looking at the score results going, oh, God, I hope Man United lose. Oh, God, I hope Spurs lose. I hope Chelsea lose. I hope Man City lose. And probably for the first time in a, well, ever, maybe, I've I've looked at the results going, God, I hope Sheffield United lose. God, I hope Brighton lose. I I hope uh, (laughs) United lose. Because, yeah. Like, you know, we can't afford, uh, you know, when you're sitting in 15th, you can't afford to have those teams picking up points when we're not. So it, it's got to that, uh,
1: that stage. Um,
0: uh, and-,
1: and yeah, and I, I, you know, uh, ex-Arsenal man is, uh, Sort of come to the rescue in uh, Brighton versus Sheffield yeah. United today. Yeah. Danny Welbeck, I think, popped up, didn't he, with the late equaliser? So yeah, that guy did. Yeah, he did, yeah. Really. so those two teams below us have dropped two points each. So, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's been helpful. The other positive from this weekend, of course, is um, goal difference has, has gone well for us because, as we mentioned. Um, We've been losing games by one goal margins. Well, Palace lost 7-0. And, uh, today, obviously, Man United have just beaten Leeds United 6-2. Leeds are two points above us at the moment. So, you know, those, those sort of things can, can really make a difference. Um, you know, that, as you said, that's the stage of, of where we are in our cycle of, of Arsenal football club at the moment, hoping that the, the week amongst us, Um, are are sort of weaker than us you know Mm. Uh, so that's that you know there's the positive let's get down to business Arsenal Everton um, I'm I'm guessing you watched the game
1: I did yeah yeah good your sins Um, well first 10 minutes I thought we were poor do you want to go through the lineup any surprises yeah, that's a good that's a good shout. Let's start with the yeah. line. I mean uh, not really for me, with the players that were out suspended, Hector Pellerin and Gabriel. I think Louise and Ainzi McNars coming in was, was pretty obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Uh Reese Nelson, or, I think he's still out. Oh yeah, of course Abamiang was a late uh withdrawal through injury. Yeah. Um what did you make of Eddie and Nketiah starting instead of Lacazette, say?
0: Um, I think it was an opportunity. I think, um, I don't think it reflects on Lacazette, but I think it was maybe Arteta thinking, I'm going to get him fired up and, you know, sell it to him as prove to me that you deserve to be a, a starting striker at this club. And I thought there was a lot of effort, in running you know closing down that's kind of is good at that sort of stuff and maybe he thought as a a lone striker he would be better at doing that than maybe Lacazette would maybe he thinks he's kind of more mobile I don't know Um, but I don't think he was particularly effective no
1: he wasn't wasn't. no Um, Uh, couldn't really hold the ball up uh Sort of interchanging with players wasn't great. I didn't think, uh, and he had yeah. a really good opportunity in the first half. Yes, yeah. Um, I think it was Tierney got got free in the area and pulled it back for him, and he had yeah. a fair bit time. of time to take a yeah. take a touch, uh, uh, take a touch and, and bury it really, and yeah, it was
0: poor. Yeah, he kind of rushed it, didn't he? You know, I, I, when when he got into that position, I thought, oh, "Go on, go on." And and as you say, he he kind of opened his body up and, and smashed it. And I thought, I actually shouted out, "What are you doing? Take a touch. You've got time." And you know yeah, what it's like same. when you play football; it doesn't it, that that motion doesn't go through your head, does it? It's like I just want to get the shot on target. And unfortunately, he didn't. And um that was probably our best chance to score a goal in the game in open play um Do I think Laka would have done better not in that situation, but in in the starting eleven, possibly, but you know he's he's obviously been dropping deep quite a lot recently, and uh I don't know if that was necessarily the right way to go. I have to yeah. say, my frustration is. One that we've spoken about many times before. There's no Plan B, and by that I mean it doesn't matter who the personnel is. We seem to play one up front with the, a winger either side, you know, and and yeah. you can't help but feel a bit like, why didn't you play two strikers today? Everton and Ancelotti would have seen that lineup and gone, don't even need to look at the formation. I can guarantee it's going to be, you know not so much at the back where we play three and two wing backs but more I know what their their forward line's going to to be
1: Mm. Um. yeah there's a there's a predictability about us Um, despite having a big squad it's the team kind of picks itself really Mm. don't you think Um, yeah it's a big squad full of crap I mean (laughs) God look that central midfield I mean it's it's embarrassing. It's um, embarrassing. Well, look, go through the whole lineup just in case anyone's missed it. Well, Danny Sobias. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Lennon in goal. Yeah. yeah, Kieran, yeah. Kieran Tierney, uh, Louise and holding centre backs. Is that right? Saka yeah. and Ainsley on the wing back positions. Yeah. And then you've got Danny Sobias, Mohamed El Neni in the middle uh, with Pepe on the right. Yeah. William on the left and Eddie up front.
0: I mean, Ceballos uh, and El any combo doesn't really scream creativity, does it?
1: No. Uh, uh, it doesn't scream anything, really, does it? Um, new. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a very vanilla midfield. Yeah, it, it's predictable, sideways, not I, of the quality that we need.
0: No, and uh, I guess the issue that we've got is that a lot of our Fields, you could argue, are all of a similar type of player, aren't they? You'd have put Xhaka in there, I know he's suspended, but you'd have put Xhaka in there and he... Um, He's that sort of player as well, isn't he? He's a side-to-side yeah. back. All right, he can ping a, 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 a you know cross-field bull, but uh, he's of the, the same type. Even if we had Guendouzi back, he's of the same type. And uh, I think that's just one of our problems. Like I say, we've got the numbers, but we've not got the quality. Um, what I wanted to ask you, though, was why are we not, giving a chance to Emil Smith-Rowe if creativity is our issue. You know, why not play two up front and play someone like him behind the two strikers? Because all the talk pre-season was that uh, Arteta was, yeah, he's done amazing at Huddersfield on loan and we definitely want to keep him and I'm really, really impressed and oh my God, I can't wait to work with him and, and I think he had an injury, didn't he? But even so, it's desperate times, man, come on. Yeah, I think. Uh, excuse me.
1: Sorry. I think um, even it, like if you're not going to start him, if you're losing a match, you know, he's he's got to be someone you're looking at to bring on from 70 minutes onwards. I, yeah. I would. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was a positive sub that came on in Martinelli. Yeah. Uh, good to see him back. Um, maybe a little rushed back, a little panicky from Arteta, I thought, to throw him on. Yeah, he came on a lot earlier than I thought he would. It gave him more minutes yeah. than
0: I, I thought he would. He came on around the 70th minute, was it? 60th? Yeah, and, like that. Yeah, and I, I I joked with a friend, he'll come on at sort of 90 plus 5, <laughs> you mm. know, just for a little run around. So I was I was pleased to see him, but surprised to see him as well.
1: Yeah, and he didn't have much of an impact, I didn't think.
0: No, I mean a couple of nice touches, but when the team are playing like that, yeah, you know, what what, what can you expect? To, let's be honest, he's what nineteen. He's not going to be yeah, able to change. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders to be the saviour, and he's he's not going to be, is he? Um, let's be honest. So uh, okay, well let's talk about the the goals then, because
1: uh, you know predictably we went one nil behind. Yeah, I, I felt we just let them have the ball and we invited them onto us and it was just a matter of time really. It, uh, it was inevitable, inevitable, and um, you know it, I suppose they get a little bit lucky with a deflection that, that kind of sums things up. Doesn't it? how things are going for us at the minute yeah it does if it's not red card it's own goals though <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's that's i mean not... I, I was i was just waiting for the red card in the second half to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. just thought it was coming t- I said after the game that um you know we're, we're not having the luck and and stuff like that uh, how do you feel about that are we I I because I'm someone that thinks you make your own luck. Yeah. And by that I mean the more times we get into the box, you know, if you know, if we drive into the box, yeah. if if we take shots at goal, the more opportunities it's just, you know, it's the simple, more chance. Really. You'll get the, the more, better luck. Yeah, the odds are better that you, that something's going to go in, something's going to bounce off someone at least, or you yeah. know you you're going to get a little trip if if you're yeah. running into the box. Uh, it, it seems to work for Man United anyway.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: pen, that Penalties they get. It. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's anything... because they 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 get players into the box.
0: Yeah. As you say, it's like anything, you know, if you want to win a raffle, you buy a ticket, the more tickets you buy, yeah. the more chances you got. And I yeah. think that is so perfectly summed up with um there was an opportunity in the second half, wasn't there? I think it came from a corner and the goalkeeper missed it. It might even have been a cross. The goalkeeper missed it, came to David Louise, he took a shot, hit their player, hit the bar. It didn't go in, obviously. But he took a shot, and that's something we're not doing. We're yeah. not taking shots. We're not creating chances. And so it is that yeah. if you fix one, you'll get the other. You, 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 you know, you're right in what you say there. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate that uh, Rob Holding got the last touch on their first goal. I think it would probably have gone in anyway, to be honest. You
1: know, it was going wide.
0: Yeah, but I, I wonder whether he'd have uh, put put it this way. If Rob Holding wasn't there cavert was it cavert Loon that scored the first goal? Yeah, it was. He, he'd have scored anyway, wouldn't he? I think. I know what you're saying. The shot was going wide, but um, what can you do? That was unfortunate. Um, but we did get a penalty. Managed to get ourselves back into it.
1: Um, thoughts on that? Again, relying on our fullbacks backs to, to create something, to yeah. get in there. Ainsley, Maitland, Niles persisted and got there before uh, Tom Davies and it was blatant pen. Yeah, you can always
0: tell from a, I think a defender's kind of look yeah. when they know it's a penalty and that, as you say, that one definitely looks like it was. And uh, without Aubameyang there, we needed someone else to step up and I was kind of hoping it was going to be Ainsley Maitland-Niles with his ice-cool little dink yeah. into the corner. But uh, up-stepped Pepe, took on the responsibility Yeah. I,
1: I, I wasn't impressed with his run up, but uh, you know when they go in, they look pretty cool. I thought. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, he looked quite relaxed about it. Um, yeah, so good for him. You know. <laughs> what 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 did you make of his overall play? Uh, he looked like he was trying. I was surprised that he was brought off instead of Willier, if I'm being honest. Um, however. Uh, it was highlighted on Match of the Day that he wasn't making runs into the box uh, when we, when we had the opportunity on the other side when crosses were were going in, which is something I hadn't noticed to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that might be his instruction. It might be when it's on the other side, you you know, you you stand out there and and if it comes all the way over, you're there to to receive it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if if you know if it's not, then he, yeah, he should be getting in there and getting trying to get to the far post or, or even across the defender, you know, to the yeah. to the near post.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, right.
1: there's just not enough goals from all over the pitch.
0: No, no, you're right. And again, too predictable. I know we spoke before about lineup and personnel being very predictable, and, and not to single out Pepe, but he was very. Pepe, you know, you you know mm. what he's gonna do. He is going to um you know, try and cut back inside and take a shot with his left peg, which he did at one point, and I think it's nearly landed on the moon. It's not quite
1: there yet. Yeah, I think it landed in Anfield. Oh did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one of those seven they put past Crystal Palace belonged to Pepe. <laughs> um uh, so you know he's gonna do that, or he's gonna cut onto his uh you know, be driven out wide onto his right and, and put a cross in that's not good enough because his right foot isn't strong enough really, is it? Yeah. So that was a the problem there. And then, and then, as you say, on the other side, William I mean, I think he turned up. I'm not sure what he did. But um, he must be, again, another player, really low on confidence at the minute. And I, I he must be, yeah. I just struggle to uh, understand. Yeah, sorry. No, say, I just struggle to understand why we keep playing a player that is... is clearly low on confidence you know maybe he just needs a mental break more than anything from mm. from it. he's still you know i always say this he's uh, human You he must uh, see it on social media it's like just give him a break
1: yeah i think we need a break <laughs> yeah well, oh, yeah. yeah yeah um, yeah i'm sick of i'm sick of watching him <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he, does, he does absolutely nothing for me yeah, uh, I, I don't get it what, what he does what he brings he speaks not um, had a shot on target I mean it's it's insane the stats that, that are following him around at the minute yeah not had a Can shot see... on target in 11 games yeah that's right I mean, I mean yeah, that... okay the team's bad uh, so that doesn't help but no I I, I don't know I mean as all at his faults and used to get a lot of stick for you know not chasing back not not looking like he was putting any effort in but at least he uh, turned up with uh some creativity and some assists yeah. and even some goals yeah. like ooh, <laughs> williams just doing none of that so you, how, you can't forgive the other side can you I no think. no no, if the effort's not there but
0: the output no, still they... is, then you can kind of understand it. But if you're getting nothing on either side of that, then it's a it, it is a poor return. Um, just talking on the the Pepper uh, the William situation there. Let's say that we rest William. William, you, you've been in the limelight too much, and it's it's obviously affecting your performance and your confidence, etc. You look at the substitute bench, which I'll read out to you now, and I guess this might tell part of the problem mm. as to why he's still playing. So, Skodran Mustafi, obviously a defender, he can't play there. Emil Smith-Rowe, he's not a left winger, he is a, a central attacking midfielder. Um, Joe Willock, Cedric Suarez, Ced Kolasinac, Hector Bellerin, he was available for this game, I think it was banned for the Southampton game. Um, Lacazette, Martinelli, and obviously the sub-goalie, Runison. Martinelli won't play there, straight away for 90 minutes because he's just come back from a serious injury so who who, you
1: know who could you put on that left wing if it's not him that's that's what that's, I s- that's what i said earlier that you know the team's picking itself because mm. despite having a big squad it's full of shit
0: yeah and look at that sub sort of bench full of defenders
1: <laughs> yeah apparently uh you just you said uh i'm sure you just said mustafi's a defender did you I- by, by, by apparently
0: by trade but then there's this thing called trade right, description, okay. so, <laughs> trade description right. act. so who knows i guess uh, you call yourself what you want
1: you know it's
0: uh freedom <laughs> of speech
1: <laughs> another one i can't i can't wait to see the back of that guy yeah
0: yeah well this is the thing we, we, and actually this is exactly the the debate that everyone is having on social media at the moment is should ask her to stay or should ask her to go and it's if he goes, well, the next manager still got all of this shit to deal with. So, would he get anything better out of them, you know? Um, but at the same time, if we could somehow scrape it through to the summer, so many of these players will automatically be leaving because of their contracts ending, or they'll be sold because there's less than a year on their contracts. It's another chance to reinvigorate the team. So, we'll come on to stick or twist in a minute, but I think that's a very telling point. Um, but, you know, like, like people always say, everyone has their limits. And I guess we'll discuss in a moment what is the limit for Arsenal fans and the Arsenal board on, on Arteta. Um, so mentioned that we scored that penalty, uh, and things were looking quite good. We were, we were looking not, um, exciting by any means, but we were certainly comfortable and in the game, weren't we? we got a foot back in the game and that kind of buoyed us on for the next five minutes. Um, after we scored that goal, and of course, the, <laughs> the inevitable happens. Um, was it just on half time, just before half time, we conceded?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, which was a corner swung in, and Yerimina, the giant, uh, Colombian heads in at the near post.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh... Yeah, I mean, the one thing that we were kind of good at we seemed to be not good at anymore. (laughs) What, football? Um, Defending set pieces. Oh, defending, sorry, right. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, yeah. It just shows how bad we are because I thought Everton were pretty poor. Mm. Overall, didn't really trouble us too much. Um, I thought both. I thought it was a poor game. but the sort of level of ability w- wasn't wasn't very good. I didn't think. Yeah. Uh, not not yeah. very creative. I think to be fair, Everton had a few players missing um, in midfield and Especially. in defence, and and so did we. Though. I, I. You know. I mean, we had basically had a whole spine out. I call it a spine. It's not. But you know no Gabriel, no Thomas Party and no Aubameyang. they're the free yeah. the sort of quality players uh, you know in each
0: position yeah
1: it, yeah in our in our squad um whether they would have made a difference or not, I don't know, but
0: yeah, I mean again, that's another thing that I, I was thinking this the other day actually party has played all of what two, three games. Mm. So the one guy that we kind of pinned a lot of our hopes on pre-season because, oh my God, we've got this amazing player at such a great price. Can't wait to see him play. And he's hardly put a shirt on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, which just is the same.
1: And it's, it is, yeah,
0: gone. It is. And no, and such an influential player. And what I was going to say was rumor has it that Lucas Torreira's loan is about to get cut short and he'll be back in January. Um, and quite frankly, I'm happy about that because I think he's better than some of the midfielders that we've got at the moment. I don't think he'll stay long-term, but if it means we've got a player for six months of the season, then, you know, we'll have him.
1: Yeah, he's a player that can certainly do a job in some games, whether they're the whole game or it's the last 20 minutes when, when we're winning. If we're ever winning a game <laughs> again, <laughs> uh, he can come on and, and sort of help win the ball back, tidy it up a bit. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he might go straight back out on loan. I have uh, read that there's a few Serie A clubs interested in him, so that that probably will be the case. Yeah, especially yeah. if we're looking to bring in a midfielder. Yeah, uh, I, I can't see a place for him in the squad because uh, they'll need him off the wage bill to do that.
0: Yes, that's very true. Actually,
1: that's very yeah. true.
0: Um,
1: so, any player that stuck
0: out for you in a good way? Because for me, there's there's two players that I thought
1: did particularly well. Yeah, and it's this, been the same two for the last few weeks. Uh, okay, Kieran T- and Bukayo I thought were head and shoulders above the rest of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Funnily enough, I was going to say Saka, but I was also going to say Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I thought he actually played pretty well at right back. And it it did get me thinking, Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Hector Bellerin at that right back position? Mm. Because again, it's another one where there's lots of debate. And I think maybe Bellerin needs some time out of the spotlight. to be able to just recharge his batteries, recharge his focus, rest his, his mind. And it's an opportunity for, for Ainsley Maitland-Niles to, to get into the team. The issue I've got is, given that we've got no pace in our midfield at the moment, I'd probably quite mm-hmm. like to see Ainsley Maitland-Niles in midfield, you know, and driving forward and doing things from there. So, uh,
1: And I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles would also like to see Ainsley Maitland-Niles in midfield. That's that's the rumour, yeah, it yeah. is.
0: Um, so, yeah, we're just putting fires out all over the place, aren't we? <laughs> Quite, quite literally, that, that's how it feels. Well, yeah. Like you plug one hole and another one appears and then you, mm. you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's just a shambles. Um, okay. So that's that. We lost that game. You know, we're still, uh, in the perilous position of 15th, two points behind Leeds. Um, but we, you know, we need to start, uh, picking things up because although we won four games this season, three of those wins came in the first four games of the season. So, we got off to a brilliant start, and it all fell apart. Mm. Um, just rewind a little bit further back. We played Southampton midweek, uh, drew one all, went a goal down, and, uh, and it's another one where you're thinking, "Where's this going to go? You know, we, we, we've already got a goal down. That's uh, that's not a good start." But we managed to claw ourselves back into it. Uh, really good team goal actually um, to get us to to one all uh and i'm just trying to remind myself ooh, was it was it in the school no it was of course Aubameyang that broke his uh, his goal scoring drought and scored and finished that move off so yeah. so that was good but again another game with no no win and we need to start picking up these these points so we've got chelsea
1: next yeah well yeah we suffered another sending off didn't we and we're struggling to win games with 11 on the pitch so with 10, we've got no chance, have we, really? Although we no. did hit the bar in the last minute, uh, we could have could have snatched it. Yeah. Yes, you're right.
0: Then um, saying that, I think they hit the bar as well, didn't they? Was it Nathan Redmond?
1: Did he hit the bar? Or did
0: he sky it over from two yards out? Something like um. that. Um, did, yes, the red cards. Um, sorry, they're just so common now. I forget it even happened. Um, the red card for Gabrielle was the result of two yellows. Mm. Have, have you seen the two challenges?
1: Yeah, I have, I have, yeah. Any yeah. any thoughts on that? I thought he, I thought maybe the second, yeah, a little bit harsh, maybe. it's a you know it's an Arsene Winger one, isn't it? It's a maybe a deserved an orange overall. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a silly foul to make, but there wasn't much in it. It was, he, Theo wasn't really going anywhere anyway. He, uh, I didn't think you uh, got the two fullbacks were sort of pretty close by. He had a long mm. way to run. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I
0: don't for know. me.
1: Maybe uh, just a foul. I mean.
0: Yeah. But well, it was a second yellow, wasn't it? It wasn't a straight red.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, don't, I wasn't even sure if it was a yellow, to be fair. But, yeah. You know. Like, I think you for, can't argue it's a bit stupid to make that challenge in the first place. Yeah. To get so close yeah. to him. Yeah.
0: He did block him off, impeded him, and, and for me, the second yellow, in my eyes, was a yellow card. You know, if uh, I mean, Xhaka does that five times a game, doesn't he? And he's lucky to get away with mm. only one. But so that one was definitely a yellow. The one that really burns my ass is the first one because. Uh, It was a challenge on the floor. It wasn't a yellow card. And then as he was on the floor, to waste a bit of time, uh, Gabriel kicked the ball away. You know, he kind of, he he was kind of, you know, scissor kicked it away, if you like, um, further up the pitch. And he got a yellow card for that. And, And that's one of my biggest gripes with football, because every single game you see players... When it comes to throw-ins, they'll throw the ball further away. When it comes to free kicks, they'll, you know, kick the ball away, and nobody ever gets a yellow card. So the one time that Gabriel gets a yellow card, it comes to bite him in the backside because it ends up we gets the second yellow card and we, you know, we lose the game. So oh, sorry, we draw the game. So again, it's just about consistency with refereeing. If you're going to do it to him, you need to start doing that to everybody. Really, really, really frustrating with that dude. Mm. Um, so yeah, That's- I, I just, you know, it's Go, mate. So
1: yeah, I saw a bit of fuss about Theo Walcott celebrating his goal. Uh, How did you feel about it? It didn't bother me at all, really. Didn't bother me in the
0: slightest. You know, it wasn't uh, added by your Man City celebration, was it? It was. uh, I'm with my team. They pay my wages, and I score goals. I'm happy.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know what? If the fans were there, he may have acted a bit different. But
1: yeah, yeah. They were yeah. there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah but no, to, no,
0: they to, well, they not there on on Wednesday. No, 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 no,
1: no. tier I, three, mate. Oh
0: yes, of course, of course. Um, but either way, you know, it won't have uh, it wouldn't have bothered me even if they were. That's that's the way it is, isn't it? You know, it's football, it's sport, and you do get a buzz when you score a goal, regardless of who it's against. So do it. Um, okay, so we've got Chelsea next. Uh, No, we haven't. Sorry, we've got a midweek game, uh, the Carabao Cup against Man City on Tuesday. But in the league, we've got Chelsea next, which is 5.30 Saturday on Sky Sports. And just going back to what we were talking about earlier, I guess my question is, at what point do we sort of draw a line in the sand and say, thanks for the FA Cup, Arteta, but it's time to go? Is it a stick or twist at all? Or if it is up to what point, I just want to get your take on that, really.
1: Um, well, I think Tuesday is a bit of a freebie.
0: Yep, there's never no good to shit about the Carabao Cup uh, this season, anyway.
1: To be honest, I don't think he's under a massive amount of pressure. Well, he is from himself, and the fact that that we, you know, we're not winning games. Um, But I don't believe he's close to getting sacked, even if he loses the next two games.
0: To I be at Man
1: City and Chelsea. City and Chelsea, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. we lose the one after that, I mean, you got to start asking questions about, you know, is he the man to... To turn this around.
0: Yes, because there comes a point where you're running out of uh, games. You know, it's okay saying and for some,
1: you know, that's where they're at. I guess some yeah are, are definitely at that point, and I think you're well within your rights to, to question him. Um, yeah. For me, I try and stay positive. I, I. Uh, not sure I trust the process as much as I thought I did but um, I just I, I look at the squad and think you know and he's not really had Thomas Party like you he, he mentioned he's not had him hardly at all mm. that midfield is poor I just think if he just gets two or three you know you know, he might be able to get a tune out of them but yeah
0: so so it's interesting you mention that because uh, if I take you back to earlier podcast episodes, we okay. – and just to, remind, just to remind you of some – Is this where you,
1: uh, you stitched me up? Yeah.
0: No, 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 <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. Uh, what I was going to say was, as I mentioned earlier, we won three out of our first four games of the season and we were really positive, but we almost had this massive caveat that we took on our shoulders, which was, you know what, we've got a really bad run coming up with Man City, Leicester, Man United. Um, And and we kind of thought they're going to be tough. Maybe we'll get something, maybe we won't. But a bit of a, as you say, a bit of a free pass. And we lost to City and we lost to Leicester 1-0 each game. Uh, We beat Man United and that was the turning point where everyone thought, right, great, we're back on track again. And then from there, it's been a disaster. A loss to Villa, a loss to Leeds, sorry, a draw with Leeds, a loss to uh, Wolves and Spurs and Burnley. So all these tough games that we thought we're not going to get anything from we kind of didn't do too badly, three points out of the nine. And then we went on a bit of a disaster against these, um, I I guess you'd call them mid-table teams. Um, We've obviously played Everton, which is another tough one, and we're just going to play... Chelsea but the the reason for my little ramble there is that we've got a real good opportunity to start picking up some some points again so with respect we're playing Brighton then we've got West Brom uh, an FA Cup game against Newcastle which are neither here or there but then we've got Crystal Palace and Newcastle again so if we look at that well and then Southampton and then Man United so if we look at those as little bite-sized chunks you know Brighton are I don't know, they've been maybe a bit of a bogey team for us the past few seasons, but they're certainly beatable, aren't they? They're they're not what you'd call a giant of the Premier League. Same with West Brom, same with Palace, same with Newcastle. So there's a real opportunity to get some points here. And I think if something major doesn't happen in that period, then I'm not sure he'll have the chance to
1: sort of
0: rebuild his team through parts of
1: the transfer window. Yeah, they're they're games that, you know, on paper, we've got to be looking to to build on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What would you give out of those four games? Ten points. So, Brighton is certainly a winnable game.
0: So, let's say that we could get three out of that. West Brom, I'd like to normally say we would win that. But obviously, they've got two things now. They've got Sam Allardyce, whose team's always seem to do quite well against us. Uh, and, and also Sam Allardyce, the new manager. So they have got the new manager bounce. So I, I, you know, I'd be pleased if we could get a draw out of that, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, Crystal Palace have just lost seven nil, but again, that's always a tough game.
1: Uh, yeah. What did you say? Five points. Is that what you just said. I, I think we've got to be looking to win m- minimum two of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we will or not Minimally. is another thing.
0: I, I, uh, I also think what's helping us at the minute is the relegation uh, competition behind us or around us. Uh, as I say, lost points this weekend as well, and I do think, you know, what happens to them and how that affects the rest of of uh, of the Arsenal results. You know, what 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 impact that will have on Arteta as well. You know, if everyone's losing, but we're losing, we're not losing ground on, on anyone. But if we're still losing and others are picking up results, then that will that will change things,
1: won't it? Yeah, but if the teams above us are winning and we're not winning, we are losing ground. Well, yeah, on those above us, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, okay, two things I just want to quickly mention, and then we'll go on to a few questions, if that's all right. Uh, so one was, if Arteta was sacked, who would you like as manager that was one that i a question i put out on twitter earlier this week i had a great response to it uh lots of different names i'm going to throw a couple at you and let me know what you think so uh there's two names that were thrown as an interim period manager one was gus hiddink would you take Gus Hiddink as an interim manager until the summer no okay the other was rafa benitez interim manager until the summer
1: um god I mean I feel like he's someone that could steady the ship and he knows the league well
0: I mean you got to look at Newcastle he actually did a pretty good job in getting them safe and uh, I guess you know got them to a pretty decent position with the squad that they have with respect mm. and also having no money from the owner
1: Uh, quite similar sorry quite similar circumstances
0: yeah quite similar yeah although I think we'd probably put our hand in our pocket a little bit more than yeah yeah Mike Ashley would so if it came to it would you take him as a uh, as an interim solution if it was a case of getting us to the end of the season
1: well my question back to you would be what for (laughs) What do you mean? Why would we only do it? Why would we appoint an interim or a temporary manager until the end of the season? Um, Who who exactly are we waiting for?
0: Well, there you go. So here's some of the other names that were brought up. And maybe it could be a case of these managers might not be available now, but they'd be willing to come in the summer. So if it was a case of that. Would you have Benitez? I think what you're thinking is you, you, and correct me if I'm wrong here I'm talking for you no go on you're thinking what's the point in having a start-stop situation you want a manager that's here for the long, longer term i.e. will players buy into doing something if they know it's only for six months
1: yeah that's it I mean there's the argument that some of them aren't buying into what Arteta's pushing on so someone comes in He's got to deal with exactly the same squad, the same guys that are, let's just not say, badly behaved or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. He's not going to have Urza win the squad, is he? Possibly. Well,
0: well yeah, it depends when, when, if when a manager when, calls yeah. him, we resubmit our January Premier League squad. But yeah, potentially if he misses that boat,
1: then no. Arteta's in this unfortunate position and people some people will hate me for sticking up for him but there's just there's a lot of players in limbo Mm. floating around this squad and until next summer how, how is he supposed to get exactly what he wants out of players and get the players he needs in until then, you know we knew this was going to be long term. I don't know; things were all, it was always going to go wrong.
0: I think it's the extent to, to which it's gone wrong that's kind of yeah fighting
1: this, I isn't guess, it? Yeah, people are panicking, aren't
0: they? Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: Not, pour yourself a glass of wine. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, that's what you're doing, and it uh, seems to be working for you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so some of the names that were. Uh, mooted as maybe longer-term successors if Arteta is given the yeah. sack. So, um, Eddie
1: Howe? <laughs> wow. I just, I don't, I don't get, why, why would you suggest Eddie Howe? I
0: would you No, start not with. you,
1: but. <laughs> Go on. Um, He's That's a so no from me. He's, he's quite a, yeah, he's, he's, he's a no. Thought. He's a no from me as well, I'm afraid.
0: I mean, if he's taking the team down to the championship, he's no better than yeah. Arteta.
1: I mean, is he really? No, do you think um, David Luiz is going to listen to what he's got to say? Because I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one I
1: quite like.
0: And I did think about this pre-Arteta. Brendan Rodgers.
1: I think he had the opportunity, didn't he? There was talk about it before Arteta happens, and he signed the, a new contract Oh, he at did sign a new contract, yeah. Yeah.
0: But that doesn't mean anything, does
1: it, a contract in football? I mean, I don't particularly like the guy on a personal level. He, he's a bit chocolate, isn't he? He kind of <laughs> fancies himself. <laughs> he does. But his teams play good football. And you have to think, he got that
0: Liverpool team to second when they were average, really. Have, you know. Yeah. Um, No, they had Luis Suarez. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose so. But they had Daniel Sturridge as well, so (laughs) you can't have everything. Um, Right, let's have a look. Uh, A couple more and we'll move on. Uh, Pochettino?
1: Again, you know, he made Spurs competitive. But they still didn't win anything, did they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did they did he did they really push on? I mean he's an option, certainly an option. Mate, put it this way,
0: and I'm not endorsing him by any means, I'm just saying. He made them competitive. We're yeah. not competitive at the minute. So That's <laughs> it's, true. It's, it's you know I guess when you've seen an Arsenal team that have been in the top four for twenty years plus you can't help but kind of think of yourself as still being in that big top four, but we're not even a top six team at the moment, a top eight team. So, you know, it's, there's that to think about. A um, uh, friend of the show, DD, who's at Darren underscore Dupree, said he wants Jesus. <laughs> so why not? It's his birthday soon. Um,
1: Mate, Jesus couldn't turn Mustafi into crazy <laughs> <until> you Yeah. <now.
0: laughs> Mate, he can turn water into wine. I'm sure he can turn the stuff into something. Um, right. So let's have a look. So we'll go for the last two. Yeah, Allegri. His name keeps coming Allegri, up
1: Allegri, I've seen, I've seen a lot. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of uh, that name uh, yeah. banded about over Twitter. Allegri, again, he's quite uninspiring. Even the fact that he's won a lot of uh, titles, uh, they, they were with teams that were kind of top of the game. Yeah, dominate Um, already in the league. Yeah, and I just think um, that guy tweeted a week, uh, he's none, could have managed Juventus to a title. Yeah. They were that good. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Ten Hag from Ajax. Yeah, again, that one. I find more interesting than the others. To be fair, yeah. Um, So that's someone that's got a vision. Yeah. And and, you know, quite youth policy heavy. uh, Yeah. uh, And I think that's kind of where we're at as a club. Yeah. That that needs that we have got a lot of good youth players, and maybe that that is the way forward to to go.
0: yeah, you're, you're right. It was uh, Coach8Guna, who's at Coach8Soccer. Uh, he says, Ten Hag from Ajax. He's not afraid of youth and has the cojones to play attacking football. Get rid of Edu2 and bring home over Mars. So, you know, he's on a similar thought process to you, as much as play the youth. You know, he's obviously good at using the youth. Um,
1: I, I think it's not just. The manager that's got to go and he's right, you know, I I do think that if we're not going to stick and we are going to twist, it's got to be an overhaul. Mm -hmm. you got all those players going in the summer. I just think that all these guys, they're, you know, they're going to be to blame. Let's get them all out, start afresh. You know, why not? Do you feel that Outward
0: looking in though, Arsenal look foolish given that we seem to have a board change every summer at the moment. You know, given that we, we had the massive recruitment drive for under, uh, um, uh, under, uh, even G- Ivan Gazidis with like Darren Burgess as, as, head of, um, fitness. And we had Sven Mislintat who came over as like head of recruitment. And then we had, um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Raul that's just left and then we had um, Hasfami who was looking after all of the contracts, you know, we've got all these different heads of department and it was like, no, we're not going to do that change it all again, so we changed it all again and now we've changed it all again and we've got just Edu, Arteta and uh, Vinesh um, mm. you know, changing again, do we just look stupid? I mean we were, we were I, was surprised. Too, so... I was surprised when we brought in Edu because I thought great we've got a gunner back finally but and I mean this respectfully of all of the invincibles he was one of the least inspiring ones wasn't he let's be honest he wasn't you know one where you thought oh, eddie's playing fantastic you were more of a eh, eddie's playing okay you know
1: that oh, was he, as a player he's a, he's a granite shaker on a good day yeah uh,
0: and so as a technical director you look at the signings he's made, and they've been so hit and miss. Because if Gabriel is his signing, brilliant. But I'm not sure he necessarily was. I think he might have been more Raouls. Um, I'm not sure. And then you look at Willian. Obviously, that's not been brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure. And then on the flip of that, and just to go to that message that we just spoke about, is Mark Overmars the right guy? You know, I mean, I guess what you've got to look at is, do you want someone that's got influence in Dutch football or someone that's got influence in Brazilian football? We used to have someone that had influence all over the world in David Dean and that and Wenger. Uh, That was like the perfect uh, matchup, wasn't it? And it's trying to replicate it all these years later. Um, Okay, well, I think we've spoken enough about managers. The bottom line is we've just got to wait and see what happens, haven't we?
1: Yeah. And I think if they, you know, again, I've, I've said it before, if they do stick, and I think they will stick, they've got to back him. Yeah. Get some better yeah. players in. Yeah. And and
0: try and, on try that and note, get
1: some out as well.
0: Yeah. Um, on that note, you know, we've got the January transfer window coming up. Um, we missed out on Uh in the summer. There are links that PSG want to tie him up and do a deal with him, so we may miss out on him. We just missed out on Dominic Sloblassi, I can never say his name properly, who's just moved from uh, Salzburg to Leipzig. Oh, sure. So that's, yeah, yeah, both owned by Red Bull. Um, Mm. So, um,
1: did you know in the last eight years they've signed around 22 23 players from, from, uh, Salzburg
0: uh, the, really I didn't know the stat was as high as that wow mm.
1: yeah
0: I, so, I, I, I checked no it out from.
1: online yeah mm. so you yeah,
0: maybe we shouldn't be as surprised as that and do you know what Leipzig are doing bloody well
1: aren't they They're in the
0: Champions League why on earth would you want yeah. to come to England and play 15th place football you know mm. Um. so it'll be interesting time it'll be interesting to see if stuff is already in the pipeline because it's a different uh, knock that's why. A different, yeah, different knock. Different knock FC. Well, I think the knock that we may have will be at the championship because um, <laughs> you know the, the other the other name. No, not that we'll be playing in it, but the other oh, name right. that we linked with as an attacking midfielder was Buendia at Norwich, wasn't he? Mm. Um, and uh, you know, I know, it's a step up from from uh, the championship to the Premier League, but.
1: Yeah, but he's done a season in the in the prem, hasn't he? He um, did. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. We, we're sort of looking. I don't know if we're even looking at him, are we? I, I had a look personally on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was right. one of the.
0: Yeah, he was one of the names mentioned in the summer as an attacking midfielder we were linked with. How close were we looking with? Um, when I called Edu, he wouldn't tell me. Right. Um, however, what I will say is, uh, I'm sure I saw a stat the other day that said Buendia has created the most chances since 2018 across all, all leagues in England or something like that. So, you know, he's obviously got what we're missing. Um let's see what happens yeah right should we move on to some questions we've got a couple yeah do it it was a very last minute uh, decision to to record tonight wasn't it Cause we normally record on a Monday so the first one is from one of my favourite Twitter account names it's afc underscore bin I don't know why I find that comical uh, but also his, his, his Twitter account is at track no at trash mcnish oh, I just like it I'm easily pleased Right, his question is Discuss William. Shock. Uh, does he deserve to start or even be at the club? Is Arteta picking him or does Edu have some involvement agenda here, considering it was Edu that got William back into the Brazil squad a few years ago? Um, and Arteta Ball, who's at MMA0604, replied and said, Most likely Edu. What are your thoughts on that? My personal opinion is I can't imagine Arteta being the kind of guy that's strong-armed into playing a player he wouldn't want to play.
1: No, I can't, I can't. I think Edu had a heavy influence in bringing him in. Yeah. Um, free transfer looked a bit like a no-brainer. He needs some extra creativity. Scores a lot of goals against Tottenham. <laughs> he, but he For whatever reason, he has not brought anything. No. He's been poor. Uh, He doesn't deserve to start, really, in my opinion. But, again, who else is there at the minute?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think he keeps putting them in there as maybe uh, you've got experience. Show us what you got. It's going to happen. Once you score one and create one chance, do something, it's going to to happen for you. And maybe he's thinking it's going to do him more harm to take him out from uh, uh, the message it it conveys of I don't trust you anymore or uh, you're not good enough. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's thinking. But I do think it's all on Arteta. I can't imagine Edu is the one that's barking the orders. No, no. for, For that. Okay, thanks for that question. Next one is from Artetari, who's at George A. Hallou. I never know how to pronounce that, but thank you for the question anyway. He says, if it's true that Arteta gave William preferential treatment as compared to the others, then the spirit of the team won't heal anytime soon. The treatment of Saliba, Guendouzi, and Ozil also raise questions. We could be 18th by February. So talk
1: I don't of, think of William it I don't think we'll be 18th by Feb. Well, we could be, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say
0: anything. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine if we are, our would will still be there. No, I don't think so either.
0: Um, and there was talk of William getting preferential treatment, but I've got to be honest, I can't remember what it is. Was it on the back of him going to Dubai in the mid-season, uh, in the in the sort of international break, or was it something else?
1: I mean, it could be, but if he's got, look, it's it's one of them, isn't it? If if you go and you ask for permission and you get it, but if then you go and no do problem. if, if yeah. you go and do something and you don't ask, yeah, it's a different story. Yeah, and again, is it a confidence thing?
0: You know, maybe it's his manager saying, if you need to get away, go and do it. If that's going to make you feel better, it hasn't worked. <laughs> if that is what it is, but. You know, at least he tries. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, Brilliant question here from Sham Akers, who's at Dope Guna. He says, prioritise the following. Replace Arteta, replace Edu, replace the players. Which one do we need to do first, second, and third?
1: Um, Like you said, uh, uh, you you, you mentioned that... um, you know, ripping it up and starting again, where we look stupid. Um, we've, we've made a lot of changes. Back from staff-wise, I'm talking about. Yeah. I think the players aren't good enough, and that's that's the my main priority at the minute, is to get the squads more balanced. Um, we've, we've got way too many centre-backs, they're not even playing. If, if you took out the three centre-backs that, that aren't getting a game, Mustafi, Socrates, and, well, Cullen Chambers, take them out and swap them for three three or even two good midfielders and there's a bit more balance there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think that's the problem. That that would be my priority, but at the minute, it's uh, because of where we are in the league and the fact that we're not winning games, it's... uh, For some people, it would be Arteta would be top of the list, wouldn't it? Mm.
0: And Eddie would be last to be replaced then. And of course, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it's his job to get players in and out of the club. And you know, I'm thinking because of the size of our squad, we're going to need to get players out before we can get more players in, from a financial fair play perspective, and just as you say, from sheer numbers of, of the squad size. You know. Um, so yeah.
1: there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to get get players out. I mean, he's not been here a massive amount of time, has he? Uh, what, around a year or so? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just, if you look at every other club in the league, which we probably don't look at as uh, closely as, as our own club, you know, there's plenty of clubs that are, that are making good signings and bad signings. Yeah. You know, not every signing is going to be amazing. No. And and if you look at whether he was the one that brought him in or not, Gabriel looks like a good signing. Thomas Party looks like a good signing. And then you've got a couple of bad ones. You know, if you look at, well, I don't know, Chelsea. Timo Werner, does he look good? Don't know. He yeah, looks it looks like he average. Point, he, he looks it? like he can't hit a barn door. Kai Havertz yeah. hasn't created a chance in 10 games. Yeah. And they paid, what, 90 million for him? Yeah. yeah. Makes Pepe look cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it, exactly. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess the difference is it's highlighted more when your team aren't playing well or creating chances or, or winning games. That's the difference, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, it's masked, masked over. Um, so yeah, I, well, big, big uh, transfer window coming up, and actually just to, to add some more names in there, you've also got the likes of Said Kalasinach, Ozil. You know, I think the I think the Ozil thing has been huge because when you, it's not anywhere, anywhere you work, you know, you'll always have people that love coming to work and people that don't love coming to work, and they might not love coming to work for for varying reasons, but you know the the ones that don't want to be there do bring the team down they do bring the the people in the you know where where you work down don't they and it's that vibe and that's what you need to create that really professional but fun place to work and come and play football and do your training and when there's such a split camp and uh, you know an unsettled feeling within the group of i you know you're in and you're out type type feeling i mean i guess for someone like ozil it's one thing not playing a game, but it's another thing being completely not even registered for Premier League action. Yeah. And that will have that will have created a, a division in, in the team because some players will still think, Christ, this is Meza Ozil. How can you not play such a world-class player? That will yeah. have got people judging the manager. And it's all right when you're winning your first three, out, you know, three out your first four games. But when you're on a however many game winless run, that, you know people lose faith don't they mm.
1: all
0: right there's no more questions but we have got a lovely message from our friend Stephen at canon chatter he's at canon chatter uh he says no question this week just wishing you guys and all your listeners a very happy healthy and safe christmas hopefully the new year is better for everyone thank you very much and back to you uh the same Stephen.
1: yeah i think uh perspective is very much needed at the moment um that's a good way to end the podcast i think and everyone stay safe
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's not over yet come on no i mean not the podcast but the season you know we've uh, (laughs) uh it's been tough and uh you know what what is this episode 18 maybe i think it is 18 episodes into a podcast we're hoping it would be a bit more cheery than this but it's still been fun nonetheless and uh you know we couldn't do it without our fantastic listeners and everyone that interacts yeah. with us on social media so you know you thanks have to put things to into perspective guys
1: uh, yeah thanks to all the gooners thanks to all the non-gooners which I believe there are some, are there not, Angelo?
0: Yeah, well, we have we have uh, listeners of you know every uh, every different type of um, of football fan from football teams that are not Arsenal, um, you know, for our amazing insight. So uh, yes, keep listening. Thank you very much. Um, let's hope we beat Man City because although it's a nothing kind of game, I say nothing game. It's you know, is it quarterfinals of the? Um, or semis of the league cup you know a win in that would be a confidence booster wouldn't it and that's not in the league we don't get points but it would still be a confidence booster and let's hope we can beat chelsea because a we need the points and b is chelsea um so i think that's it mate until well what later in the week maybe sunday we'll record again or, or monday um
1: but until then maybe after the City game who knows who knows who knows we might give you a crisper surprise because you're not going anywhere do you know that's what just... <laughs> if, if you want to find out follow us on at blast arsenal pod love up, it for all the updates and, and you'll know that's it that's it and look if, if you don't want to
0: find out just subscribe and then you'll get a little reminder to say hey guy guess what hey, new, new episode,
1: episode. Ba, 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 <laughs>
0: Um, well, yeah, sound effects optional. Um, but anyway, have a fantastic Christmas. Make the best of it. And, Christmas um, and stay safe. Oh, Diddley, thank you. Yes. Tomorrow is the start of our Christmas countdown. You could win a shed load of Arsenal goodies, some better than others, but they could all be yours and they are all Arsenal related. Just follow us on the Twitter and Instagram handle that Diddley just mentioned. And uh, as of tomorrow we're doing five day countdown so that people can enter and then we'll announce a winner on Christmas Day.
1: What more could you want? Bonus present.
0: For Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. Lovely. Okay. Well look out for that.
1: Uh anything else, Diddley? Nah, that's it, mate that'll do that'll do thank you for upwards listening onwards and upwards yeah indeed
0: yeah have a good one we'll catch you soon ciao for now bye you're listening to blast from the arsenal